this AFL Cup Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGBN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at GameTime.com and use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. GameTime.com, promo code CFBX. And we're brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download. Home to all of your favourite SGPN podcasts, contests and picks. Just type SGPN in your app store to download America's number one DGEN app. Gambling podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is, I wrote it down, Sunday, the 17th of December. And we are here to talk about what I thought was a bit of a boring old weekend in the Premier League. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. Um, but we've got the EFL Cup quarter final, the Carabao Cup quarter final games taking place on Tuesday and Wednesday. So a bit more of a uh, chilled out vibe tonight because there's not loads and loads. Um, look, talking about chilled out, there's now more chilled out than being 28 minutes left. The uh, 28 minutes late, the the Premier League Gambling Podcast Christmas party was looking a bit shit because there was nothing in. Luckily, uh, at a pound a minute, you've just added £28 to the pot so we can go mental on the uh, Christmas party this week. Uh, okay, consented to join us, did you? Um, yeah, I had lots of stuff going on in this house tonight, and uh, Helen was busy in the kitchen, so I just had to delay things a little bit. But you know, good things come to those who's, who those who wait, Malcolm. I'm sure it'll all have been worthwhile for the uh, the few people who have decided to join us in the live stream. Well, so the, all those people who've waited, your excuse is your last was doing something in the kitchen, not like family emergency, someone's lost a leg. Something yeah, like nothing, that. None of that, no. Nothing like that. Nothing important. Um, it doesn't happen often. But uh, anyway, let's crack so on. People like, people like Tom, who was first in the chat. Good evening. Uh, ben Newton. Uh, two new names. Are they new names to you? Pass new names to me. Yeah, new uh, names to me. I mean, I've been busy on the old TikTok. We're getting a lot more people coming over from there. So uh, okay. it might be, uh, might be a couple of uh, new ones. But, uh, or just maybe they're a regular listener who's just coming out of the woodwork. People are just getting their... Uh, confidence up to come and speak on the live streams now, Malcolm. Yeah. So, um, yes, get involved. Well, if you don't already join had, us on YouTube, uh, you do so. They've had 28 minutes to build that confidence up, Baz. That's probably what it is. Yeah, to pluck up the courage to say hello in the chat. Um, yeah, usual Sunday night. I'm sitting in front of the NFL. Looks like James Cook and Jalen Waddle are firing us to guillotine safety, possibly, Baz. I don't want to mush it. Uh, but, yeah, looks like we're going okay. Um, yeah, I mean... I've got a little bit of I've got one bit of light chat, Baz, from uh, from something that happened at the match yesterday, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But it's a bit of a nothing weekend, really. I like normally I write down the eye catches, and I've got a list. Sometimes I can get up to eight, nine, ten, and I've got one team on it. Um, 
it just seemed like a, a, a bugger all weekend, really. Yeah, I mean, the games weren't great, were they? And everything, I mean, it sounds stupid, everything sort of went the way you would expect it, with the exception of the Man City game. Um, seven out of nine, Baz, yes. I've, 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 I've went back and looked at that. Seven out of nine favourites hit. If you take the Bournemouth-Luton game out, obviously yeah. that was abandoned midway through. Yeah, seven out of the nine favourites. So it was Manchester City and it was Liverpool, the two uh, the two teams who uh, couldn't get couldn't get it done. So yeah, pretty chalky week really, which didn't help me out yeah. when I decided it was the dog. The dogs would be barking all week. <laughs> well, it's frustrating for me because a lot of the games went the way I thought they would go. I just conspired to pick the wrong bet. Um, for example, I fancied Spurs against Forest, and rather than just backing Spurs, I tried to get clever and went with first half goals. I fancied Arsenal, but went with them to score three or more rather than taking them on a handicap. And Newcastle, tried to get clever with the Newcastle game and probably let myself down. The, the red card probably let me down. I went for over two and a half goals and both teams to score in the Newcastle game. And as soon as that Fulham red card came out, there was only one way that game was going to end. So three teams I Spurs are really kicking myself with because I really fancy them. As you know, I've been very low on Forest. Um, to see them go and win that, i just a bit frustrated. I didn't put Spurs... Well, I did, I did put Spurs out as a pick. I said Spurs were a, were a team I would back, but they were a bit short. Um, we don't like to put out seven yeah. to tens or four to sixes. So, um, uh, yeah, a couple of highlights for me. I mean, Villa and Everton were, were two I was really strong on. Just follow, I said in both of my summaries for those, just follow the form. They're both banging form. Away form was obviously a bit of a concern for Villa. And I don't think Villa played particularly well by all accounts today, but they've gone out and um, nicked it late on. So those two were good for me. I put Solanke up as a scorer. If he'd backed him, he'd have got paid out because the game got abandoned. But the payout on that scorer as soon as it crosses the line. Um, and I hit me treble, Malcolm. Um, three uh, over three days, it was the three day parlay. Um, we had Spurs to score two, Everton to score two, and finished it off with Villa to score two today, coming at just short of six to one. So that was a good, uh, good one for me. Um, but overall, as I say, I sort of near misses on a few things and a few where I've come away a little bit frustrated. Um, I'm in the Man United game today, Malcolm. We both put up Man United purely as a value play at eight to one. Yeah, I'm sure we'll cover the game in a bit more detail, but. Come away from it, you think that I've had worse eight to one bets in my lifetime. That's no, sure. you told me you'd get Man United eight to one and you'd get to 80 minutes and it would still be nil nil. You'd have snapped your hand off for that. And arguably, they had a couple of the best chances of the game. Hoyland should have scored. Um, Hoyland should have scored. That was the one, wasn't it? Yeah, confidence, but um, yeah, as I say, that that Man U game, I'm sure we'll, we can talk a bit more about that. You talked about it being a boring weekend. Um, and it capped it off really with one of the worst games of football. Um, seen well, no, probably an exaggeration, but I think because of all the hype around this game, everyone was talking about an absolute thrashing from Liverpool and um, all of this lot. Uh, and I said on the TikTok live to a few people, I said, This is a trap. I said, Everyone's talking about tons of goals here, tons of goals there. I said, Watch it just be a dull nil nil. I mean, I didn't back it, I didn't really think it, um, but it really was um, a bit of a shit show that game in the end. Um, Brett Pund, our uh, Fulham correspondent who appeared on the last show, uh, he's bravely uh, stuck his head in the chat after we tonked them yesterday. We'll get to that game in a little bit. Duke, uh, Duke I think Duke had a couple of winners in our Champions League show he messaged uh, last week uh, or maybe the week before. Um, and Riley, Captain Sano, um and Josh 
have got involved as well. Yeah, I had a nothing weekend. I was doing all right. Saturday, three and three, I was sitting on with a little bit of profit. Um, because there were some big drifters, both teams to score in the City game. I think I put up a 21 to 20. Actually backed it at six to four, plus 150. Um, was mad. And then the Newcastle price just got bigger and bigger. Um, nine to ten was uh, minus one, one, one. I think I put them up at four to five. And then I checked the I checked the team news and the I was in the Leasers End Club with Simmers, checked the team news and checked the prices, and we drifted out to nine to ten. So I got involved again. I kind of I'd had one bottle of brown ale, which fortified me. Uh, my betting boots, so um, I, I stuck a little bit more on Newcastle. And Sunday, completely and utterly blanked. With I thought that's it, the one one of the week when Villa equalised. There was about seven minutes left, and I was like, oh yeah, we go. I've got a chance. And then that went tits up. Um, Brighton and Wolves didn't carry much luck. And then we were definitely on the right side of that Man United game. But actually, I think a few people work is that I ended up backing them at six to one, um, having seen them at. Was it nine to one or I've seen them at eight? Nine to one. I think. No, when Which I was handicapping this, so yeah, and they did get in a couple of positions. Yeah, so six and a half units back for me out of my 10 stake was really uh, fairly disappointing. Brett's asking if uh, Ming and Baz are going to start in Newcastle's midfield on. On Tuesday night, I'll have to do the uh, running bars. You just sit in front of the back. You just sit in front of the back to uh, snuff out the problems. You played the guard dog position, and I'll be the water carrier in there. Um, the my my one observation on that on the Newcastle match because the red card ruined it. But Marco Silva, and this is where managers, just in general, don't help the whole conversation about referees and VAR. Because everyone in the entire world knows that's a red card. It was ridiculous. It was one of the silliest things I've ever seen. In real time, I didn't see it because it was so late. The ball's gone. I follow the ball. The next thing I see, Sean Longstaff, star-shaped on the floor. And it's just a stupid red card. And all Silver had to come out and say was, he doesn't have to, you know, you get the thing about protecting your team. All he has to say was, yeah, Jimenez made a mistake. Um He's not that kind of player. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll back him up. He won't happen again. We'll... But he didn't. He came out and called the referee out, which was just fucking stupid. Because what it means is, every time now Marco Silva says anything again, I just don't want to believe him. Or it's not inclined to believe him. So it's just totally and utterly disingenuous. It's a load of shite. That was a really was... minor thing in the grand scheme of the weekend. Um, because, like I say, really bugger all happened. Seven for nine favourites and uh, not much in the way of wins. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised when I went on BBC last night and read the um, the comments from Silva, and then I saw them on Match of the Day last night because I was astonished that he came out with that view on it because um, it was stupid. And I think the second Jimenez leaves the floor, he realises it was stupid because he brings his leg down. He does try to limit it, but but by that point, he's out of control. There's excessive well, maybe force. If, because he kind of pulls it. out of it, what was he planning on doing? Before he pulls out of it. Yeah, exactly. What he actually did was mad enough. So what yeah. what the plan was, I've got no idea. He could have killed the bloke. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, I think he realised as soon as he'd done it, he was in big trouble. Because he, he was out of control and I don't think he can have any arguments about it. And as you say, it did kill the game as a spectacle for Fulham. Although Newcastle, you know, left it quite a while before getting off the mark. Um, it just looked inevitable, didn't it? The result from that point onwards. Um which was obviously good for us, but a shame for the game as a spectacle, really. 
Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I say we'll have a little look at the eye catchers list, which is really one team. Um, I'll tell you first about Underdog Fantasy. Great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Just pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Um, Millerino, um, he's after the picks. We're going to get to the picks. You have to listen to us talk bollocks for 20 minutes uh, before you get your picks. That's show rules, unfortunately. I've got, I, I can tell you my little story from the match yesterday. Uh, Half time, I'm standing with my dad just on the little railing at the front, just looking at the pitch. Um, and an old bloke comes down the stairs, another dodgy old bloke, just like my dad. As he gets to the bottom of the stairs, my dad gets his walking stick and pokes him right in the belly, right? This old bloke. Uh, and they look at each other, and the bloke says, Alan. My dad says, Hi, Alan. So obviously, my dad's Alan, and this was another Alan. And they're like, Oh, bloody hell, nice to see you, blah, chat, 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 chat. What you're doing now, where you're living, etc. Um, other Alan took my dad's phone number. He said, uh, after Christmas, I'll give you a ring. We'll go for a pint. This, that, and the other. Uh, quite canny. So then Alan goes tootling off. So I said to my dad, who's that? He said, oh, that's Alan Constable. He said, uh, when I was working in the planning department, Alan Constable started in the traffic department at Gateshead Council. So I said, so what year was that then? 1962, Barry. He said, 1962. <laughs> like, he said, I went to Butlins on holiday in 1963. I was like, fuck off. Do you know when 1962 was, Barry? It was 61 years ago. 61 years? I can't remember people I met three weeks ago. And he's saying hello to his mate that he worked with in 1962. It just made me laugh. Like, dead straight face as well, me dad. Like, honestly, he didn't even flinch. 1962. Deadpan, honestly, really funny. Nothing story, but it was quite cute and it did make me giggle. Good effort. Good effort. Yeah, I'm the same as you. I can't remember what happened last week. <laughs> if my dad's the same, it must be a thing, a sad thing. And it's like I say, if I ask my dad what he had for dinner on Tuesday, he can't remember. But he's, he can recognise Alan Constable from uh, the transport department in 1962. Uh, I catch us, Baz. All I wrote, I've just got Man City because. They can't win, Baz. Is that one win in six? Yeah. Um, and that one win was they humped Bourne with at home, didn't they? And they're really, really struggling. I mean, they've got that game in the bag at the weekend. They've got to go off to uh, Saudi now for the Club World Cup. Is everything, by the way, just in Saudi now? Is that it? Everything that's not <laughs> yeah. domestic is just... It doesn't Ball, matter what any, it is. Everything in Saudi yeah. Golf, oh. boxing, football, um, Formula One. Just yeah, send it all to Saudi. Never Grand did. National will uh, be over there next next year. Yeah, yeah definitely all of that. All. World Snooker. Snooker Championship, darts. Um, yeah, so they go out to Saudi, which is three games. They miss three rounds of fixtures. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I've got I've got no thoughts on them. I don't really care either, one way or the other. Um, like you say, I just had nothing else other than it's a really unusual situation for them. Like, yeah, and I mean, they can't even use the Rodri excuse. Rodri was there this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because obviously we've seen some dodgy results from them lately, and we was talking about how they're not killing teams off like they would in the past. I don't know if it's the first time a team's come from in that little run of games. Possibly the first time they've been two 0 up uh, and to go on and not win. 
Um, I, don't, I haven't checked that, but I just, I just can't remember the last time City went two ahead and then blew it in that fa- sort of fashion. can't remember what the score was in the Chelsea game, possibly. Um, but yeah, big concerns for them. And I think they could be well adrift and a, a quite a lot of catching up to do by the time they return from yeah. Saudi Arabia. Are you looking forward to the World Club Cup, Malcolm? Are you looking forward to that? I watched uh, Rawa Red Diamonds take on Leon of Mexico the other afternoon. Baz, as you know, I'm a, I'm a very, very busy man. But when I get the odd bit of downtime on a on a Thursday, I think it was Friday afternoon, um, and it wasn't very good, Barry. And there was no one there either. Um, there was the, there was some crowd noise, some like Mexican fan crowd noise. I'm not sure if it was piped in because I never saw anyone, especially when they pulled back and you could just see the, the big ball with a running track around it and literally no bugger there. The only people that were there were in the posh seats and it was just a load of old footballers obviously getting paid. Uh, Zinazine Zidane and uh, Yuri Jokiev and Patrick Kluivert. You can name all of these sort of 90s iconic footballers who were just sitting there taking the money like so. Um, it wasn't a very edifying spectacle, Baz, at all. So no is the short answer. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, Man City fans aren't probably aren't even bothered about the World Club Cup. Nobody ever remembers the World Club Cup winners, do they? Um, well, so yeah, probably an in five years. Yeah, then, then it becomes really important. Um, but yeah, pretty insignificant and probably a bit of a, a inconvenience for them at this stage. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that Liverpool game because it was poor. That uh, I think no surprises from Man United the way they approached the game. Um, I said at half time, Man United would have been delighted to have gone in at nil nil and. and just hope for a couple of chances. They've done exactly the same against Newcastle a few weeks ago. Um, and then early got that chance with Harry Maguire having a goal ruled out. Um, Liverpool were poor. Liverpool haven't impressed me for weeks. Like um, The results have been good. when we handicapped the game, Baz, but yeah. and the fa- fans aren't stupid. Fans are a good gauge of what's going on. And the Liverpool fans kept saying, that's another poor performance that we've got away with. Um, tended to be away from home, not at home. But regardless, it's going to catch up with you eventually. And it kind of caught up with them today. Yeah, they're just not clinical. I mean, I've talked to you again and again about Nunes. I, I'm still not having him. He wasn't think, very good today. I'll give I you that one. The strikers in general just aren't contributing enough. Gakpo, Diaz and Nunes haven't got enough goals between them. Um, and if the midfielders don't chip in, then the struggle. And you've seen it today, all of their chances. They had 34 shots on goal. I think they had something like an XG of about 2.4. And that will just be an accumulation of really shit chances from 25, 30 yards. Um, Because they didn't carve out any major chances. Salah had one good effort where Unana had a little bit of a dramatic dive for it probably made it look a a tougher one than it was. Hard to think of anything really, really major. And I just think, um, I just think, yeah, they're not not clinical enough at the moment. Uh, They have been very fortunate to have, you know, kept grinding out the results. Um, but yeah, it's not not a huge surprise for me that they they made hard work of that one again today. Um, it makes the the Arsenal game next week intriguing because because I'd say Arsenal are in in better form going into that one. Obviously, that's that's for midweek covering next week's Premier League. But um, yeah, Liverpool Arsenal next week looks uh, a good one to look forward to. Yeah, we've got an absolutely frantic run of fixtures between now and the New Year. I should um, mention that. Should mention that red card as well. What do you think about that? Dallo? It was a bit silly, wasn't it? Just because of the inconsistency. I've got no problem with it in isolation. However, yeah. Yeah. 
Darwin Nunes gets caught for a foul, um, then kicks the ball away, then sarcastically applauds the linesman and does something else. And that's worthy of one yellow card. Yeah. And when Dallow does it, it's worthy of two. So it can't be both. It's either one I, yellow card. I, I, I agree. I, I think I think the decision is fine. You've just been booked for slamming your arms around and shouting at the ref, and then you carry on doing it. Then you're just being booked for the same thing again. That you can't argue it. There's no way you could you could appeal that. But it doesn't happen normally. That's why it seemed ridiculous because it doesn't happen. But but at the same time, you can't just say somebody said, "Well, it was all one. It was all one rant, so it should be one card." But it wasn't, was it? Because the yellow card came out, and then he carried on. If you got stopped for speeding by the police, and then he got on the road and sped again and got caught a hundred <laughs> yards up the road, you wouldn't be able to say, "But officer." He's just stopped me up there. I've, it's just the same offence, isn't it? Like I've just paid him 70 quid. Um, so, yeah, let me off. Um, but I agree, it's the inconsistency. Um, Oliver can do that this week. But if he doesn't start doing it next week, or as you see, he didn't do it earlier in the game with Nunes. Um, so I can understand why people are pissed off with it. But it's just stupidness again from Dallow at that stage. And ironically, he was right. It should have been there throwing, shouldn't it? It did come off Salah. Um, so I have a bit yeah. more sympathy <laughs> yeah. in, that, in that respect because his arguments were were entirely justified. Uh, Dallo, it just seems a bit simple. Yeah, I don't know if it's his face or it's just his general behaviour, but he doesn't look very well in the head anyway. Like so, I think uh, I think it was already. Uh, it's one of those things. Koisty's in the chat. A couple of beverages celebrating the trophy. You won a trophy. What did you win, Koisty? Celtic or Rangers? Now Celtic got beat yesterday. Yeah, nothing Scottish. Anything? I don't know what Coisty's won. Tell us, Coisty. Um, we're going to make some picks. I promise you. Uh, AFL Cup quarterfinals. Um, firstly, game time. Buying tickets to your favourite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time. Help you out fast and easy. Sport, music, comedy, theatre. Anything you want. Killer deals. Best price guarantee. Um, you've got flash deals, last minute tickets, and the game time guarantee uh, means you get. 110% of the difference credited if you find tickets in the same section in row four less uh, really good thing to buy for the holidays as well as tickets one of my absolute go-to cop-out gifts when I can't either think of anything good or more usually can't be asked to buy anything for anyone tickets is an excellent shout um, just send the family off to something you don't want to go and see so download the game time app um, last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed, and the code you need is CFBX, and that'll get you $20 off. And Hall of Fame bets, uh, win bigger bet by betting smarter this NFL season. With Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines, research NFL, NBA and soccer with historical stats and data. Put your parlays into Hall of Fame bets parlay optimizer. Get hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities, sort players by hit rate. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Um, download the Hall of Fame bets app. Visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Our Rangers won the League Cup today, apparently. Malcolm, yeah, that, Malcolm, that shows how little notice I take of Scottish football. Because um, I'd, I'd seen Rangers 1 1 at the day, and I just assumed it was a Premier League game. Um, I didn't know it was the Cup, yeah. So, yeah, I very rarely pay much attention. I should say, though, he's pointed out that um, 
they did top the group into the last 16 of the Europa League. That was a really good result for Rangers at Betis on Thursday night. Um, so, yeah, they are going well. Well played, Koisty. But the new manager is quite good, apparently. They, um, they sacked that bloke who's taken over at Sunderland. So, we have got a little in on that one. Uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, bloke. Is he French or Dutch or some sort? Some, he's from the Lowlands. He looks like he's from the Lowlands of Central Europe anyway. Uh, but, yeah, he's doing all right. So, congratulations. Clemont, Clemont, isn't it? Philippe Clement. He's French. Belgian. He is, uh, he's called Philippe. So, uh, sounds French. But it does also. Yeah, but yeah, all right. Uh, right. Carabao Cup. League Cup. Is it still the Carabao Cup? I think so. Quarterfinals. Three games on Tuesday. One game on Wednesday, Baz. We need to do better than we did this weekend because we were shite. We will start on Tuesday at 7.45, 2.45 Eastern Everton. Take on Fulham. Um, Everton are 21 to 20 plus 105. The draw is 13 to 5 plus 260. Fulham are 5 to 2 um, plus 250. Little drift on Fulham. They were 12 to 5 plus 240 if, uh, a few hours ago. Everton going along very, very well. Won again at the weekend, four in a row. Um, they have reached the stage by. Uh, 2-1 win at Doncaster back in the dark days when they were shit then they picked up a little bit they got a 2-1 at Villa and they beat Burnley 3-0 um, so they were Everton with this price at the weekend in a Premier League game at Burnley it wasn't easy um, that's it. That's your first real comparison it's very similar level I think Fulham are probably a little bit better than, than Burnley um, so there's no reason to not expect Everton to go well again in I don't think Sean Dyche is inclined to make many changes. I don't think he can. It's not a huge squad Everton got, but I don't really think he want to either. Um, Fulham reached a stage by beating Tottenham on penalties. Um, they then knocked out both East Anglian clubs after that, beat Norwich 2-1 and had an impressive 3-1 win at very high-flying Ipswich Town uh, in the last round. So as far as Fulham are concerned, I think you can put a line through Saturday um, because the red card ruined it. Um, they also made some changes as well. Uh, Willian, I forgot all about Willian until I saw him warming up. Um, he was warming up after about an hour, and I thought, oh shit, yeah, he plays for them. Um, he's one of their better players. So I don't know if they had an eye on this or it was just general rotation stuff. Because before that game that we are putting a line through, they'd scored 16 goals in four games, and actually, in tiny little spells, they look quite tidy on Saturday. You can see what they're trying to do, you can see what they're about. Uh, it was the centre forward there, so they had no focal point to it. But they could keep the ball around and pop it around. Uh, they're not a bad little team. They look quite tidy. So you've got two teams in decent form here. Um, I don't think there's anything between the two teams, Baz. I think they're very, very, very similar. Um, and that being the case, I've got to take the bigger price, Baz. I've got to take Fulham 5-2. to two. I think did Fulham won at Everton already once this season. Um, I've got to take the 5-2 to two plus 250 on Fulham. Um, I just don't think there's enough. Uh, there's, there's more than that between the sides. So, yeah, uh, I will take the away team. I mean, I clearly haven't learned my lesson from the weekend. Um, I will take the away team as a dog, uh, Fulham 5-2. to two, but... Yeah, as you say, two two teams in good form. If you do sort of bypass that latest result, Fulham were in, in great form with three wins from four and the only defeat being a late winner from Liverpool. Uh, but Everton, as he's also mentioned there is, is four wins in a row, four clean sheets and five wins in the last six. 
Um, now, as you said, Fulham, Fulham won the first meeting 1 0. I think that was the first weekend of the season. But we know Everton have come a long way since then, haven't they? I mean, you've mentioned the draw. I think they've both had similar sort of routes to here. Um, Everton haven't beaten Villa, Fulham haven't beaten Spurs. Um, so both similar run ins. I, I, I can see why Everton are, are favourites here on the current form, but I absolutely wouldn't write Fulham off in this one. To me, it felt like one way I'd rather just avoid the win market uh, and look for the goals. Yeah. I, I thought the exact same about the West Ham Wolves game today. Had you pushed me anywhere on that, I could easily have gone for Wolves today. Um, but I decided to just move away from that, go for goals, went for over two and a half. Did I see a 3-0 coming to West Ham? No chance. But it felt like a game, that one, where none of the three outcomes would surprise me. And I think this one's similar. Um None of the three outcomes in this game would, would be a massive surprise. So, goals market for me. And although Everton have been keeping clean sheets, um, it's football, it's a little bit different. And I like Fulham to play their part. As you say, they're, they're, a, they're a good team. They've been in good goal-scoring form. The last six Fulham games have all gone over two and a half as well. That stat only goes for three of six games for Everton. But it's close enough to evens, which is why I'm willing to take it here. Um, the other thing is all three of Everton's EFL Cup games so far have went over two and a half and two out of three for Fulham. So there's good form in the Cup competitions for this as well. So yeah, the pick for me, Everton v Fulham, is over 2.5 goals at 17 to 20. You can do the maths took... on that. What's that minus 115 or something? Yeah, I took over two and a half in Everton Burnley this weekend. And it was two after half an hour. I was counting your money. Um, it was a great price. It was uh, it was plus money. It was 21 to 20, something like that. And they couldn't get that third goal. So, I mean, it's not... The, the, I think the form line kind of is in fitting. So, yeah, not a problem there. Um, next up, we have... Uh, this is Tuesday, 7.45. Port Vale take on Middlesbrough. So, we've got League One against the Championship here. Uh, Port Vale are 14 to 5, plus 280. Um, the draw is at 3 to 1. Middlesbrough are 11 to 13, minus 117. Right, Baz, trivia time. Uh, for all the... Uh, you should be a Premier League gambling podcast completist, Baz. I'm going to uh, recall. Do you remember on that silly little radio programme I used to do? And we did. We wanted people whose names sounded most like football teams, right? And we found a bloke called Paul Vale, right? <laughs> but there was one other entrant to this competition. Uh, what was the person's name, Barry? Come on. Oh, name sounded man. like a football team. They pushed Paul Vale all the way. Who was it? I'll give you a clue. It was a lady. It was a lady. Female. It was in Africa or somewhere like that. She, yeah, yeah, right. What was that name? Come on, man. Honestly, I remember talking. What? I remember talking about this afterwards. I was telling Helen the story because she contacted you about twelve years later or something, didn't she? she? To tell me she was an Um, Arsenal fan. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Debbie County or something, was it? <laughs> yes, it was Debbie County, Barry. <laughs> yes, Debbie County. Uh, good, well done. Six show points for you. Uh, Port Vale. Oh, in fact, you go first. Um, Port Vale or average? Let's see. Well, you you got the prices, haven't you? Let's let's chuck the prices out. Have you done that already? I've done them. I've done that, Baz. Good. Um, yeah. So much attention I'm paying. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. They've won the last two in the league, Port Vale. Um, but I haven't been so good in cup competitions lately with what I picked out. They've went out the FA Cup to Stevenage. They lost in the EFL Trophy to Bolton and Wrexham as well recently. Um, and they've had a pretty favourable run to get to this stage in the EFL Cup. 
So they yeah, are in yeah. League, League One. Um, currently sitting down in 15th. Scored just 18 goals in 20 games. So not particularly um, up the top end of League One either. But to get here, the last three rounds, they all um, all League Two opposition. Played Sutton, Crew, Mansfield. Uh, they did have one of that League One team in the first round. I can't remember who that was off the top of my head now. But I think they've got here with a, with a very favourable run of fixtures. Um, and this one, I think, might be a bit of a step up and maybe a step too far. But I've been also had a fairly straightforward run. They've dodged any Premiership teams. Uh, they've played just one Championship team. But they have scored 11 goals in their four cup games to date. So Borough are regularly hitting threes. And then, and I think they've hit two or more in each of the games. Um, all of the four cup games for Borough as well are away from home so far. So this is the fifth uh, away game in a row in this competition. So again, scoring well enough and winning those away games. So I don't think the fact that they away here at Port Vale should necessarily be any concern. I think Borough are a good price to win at Malcolm. Um, and, there's, there's just nothing in the form line for Port Vale that leads us to think um, Borough have to fear them here. And I think Borough are an all right price, very similar to what you um, what we had for my first pick, which was the overs. I'm at 17 to 20 again here for Borough to beat Port Vale. So that's a pick for me. Port Vale v Borough, Middlesbrough to win, 17 to 20. Yeah, um, you're right. Port Vale, I mean, they're all right. The... The back-to-back league wins, they beat Wigan and Exeter. Um, actually, uh, Ethan Chislett got a hat-trick for them at the weekend. Uh, first hat-trick from a Port Vale player in 10 years, Baz. Um, he is 10-1 to to score first and 7-2. to um, Anytime scorer. Obviously, he's got his eye and he's in form, so I wouldn't put you off Ethan Chislett. Um, so, they've won four of the last five at home, but there's just... No real patterns at all for Port Vale. Middlesbrough, they're the 13th and they've had patchy form. They really, I think Middlesbrough should be doing a little bit better. They look like they were going to go on a streak and go up the table. And then they've just stumbled a little bit. They, they won at Swansea at the weekend. That snapped a three-game losing streak for them. They're away from, they're away form. Um, one four, drawn two, lost five. But like you said, they have won these away games in the cup. Now, in this competition particularly, Baz, I've made this mistake before in trying to sort of take a team at home from a lower league. In my opinion, the the gap between the League One and the Championship is one of the biggest gaps in football. I think it's even bigger than between the Championship and the Prem. There's a lot of teams will go up and really struggle um, when they go up from League One to the Championship. So that jump in standards, and like you say, there's a lot of good form in Middlesbrough's away away cup run so far. I totally agree with your Middlesbrough money line. It's a lovely bet. It's a lovely bet if you want to stick it in a, a little accumulator or parlay as well. So Middlesbrough, 11 to 13, minus 117. Looks like kind of a keystone bet, I think, this weekend. Uh, this midweek, sorry. The third game on Tuesday is an 8 o'clock kickoff, 3pm Eastern time. Chelsea take on Newcastle United. Chelsea are 3 to 4, minus 133. The draw is at 3 to 1. Newcastle are Burlington and Bertie 130 plus 333. We learned nothing new at the weekend about either of those teams. Um, Chelsea had an incredibly routine win over Sheffield United. Uh, just standard. They kind of they were a bit wobbly until they got the first goal. Sheffield United were hanging around and making some kind of half chances, a little bit like Manchester United did today. Um, and then when Chelsea scored, they got another one quick, and that was the end of it. 
we didn't really learn anything about Chelsea. We learned nothing about Newcastle. Like you say, red card affected game. The biggest takeaway, I think, from the Newcastle match is, as Brett pointed out at the top of the show, two more injuries, Joe Linton and Shaw. Um, I don't even know how long they're going to be out, like just another couple of weeks. Um, Newcastle have done well in this competition so far. Both Manchester clubs, uh, City and United, have both gone out at the hands of Newcastle. So, in terms of Brett, I still don't want Chelsea. I didn't want them on Saturday. Um, and like I say, nothing's changed. I don't want them. Um, would I be surprised if they win? No, because Newcastle away form's been terrible. We've been humped pretty much everywhere we've been lately on the road. Um, but I don't, I just don't, I can't trust Chelsea. They're too short. I can't pick Newcastle because of that away form, Baz. Um, they keep getting tonks everywhere we go. So therefore, it's goals. Um, there's definite question marks about both. I feel like I've cheated, Baz. A proper lazy pick. Um, the, the two picks here, both teams to score and over two and a half. Both at seven to ten, minus one forty-two. Um, they're just about suitable if you want to put them in an act. I like both of those. So the lazy thing to do is combine the two, Baz. Um, both teams to score with over two and a half goals. Uh, it's twenty-one to twenty plus one hundred five, Baz. Yeah, I'd be surprised, man. When I looked at this, I was extremely surprised to see Newcastle as big as 100 to 30 here. Um, so plus 330. I just, it's a big price. Um, I, I know Newcastle away from home haven't been great this season, but isn't like Chelsea are flying on all cylinders coming into this either? Um, they're unbeaten in the last four home games, Chelsea, but they have already lost home games this season to Brentford, Villa, Forest. Um, and their overall record lately has seen them lose three of the last five including a 4-1 to Newcastle just a few weeks ago. So, as I say, Chelsea's form isn't brilliant, but at the same time, let's not kid ourselves, Newcastle isn't either. One win and four away from home. Um, and four... Is, is it one win? Uh, I'm confusing myself now. Four, four. in fact, we're unbeaten in the last five away from home, four losses in a draw. Um, so you can pick holes in the form lines for both teams. And you could argue Chelsea being at home should be slight favourites, yeah. But three to four Chelsea just seems very, very short. Um, I expect them to be much closer in the betting. So I get why you would stray away from Newcastle. But the thing that pushes me back towards them is I've got two comparison games recently. One of them was just a few weeks ago. Newcastle beat Chelsea quite comfortably 4-1. Now, I know that was at home, and I know we struggle away from home. So another comparison game. It's the last round of this competition. We went to Old Trafford, away at the Man United, 5-2, to two, very similar price to this game, and went and beat them 3-0. And I think that's a really good comparison game because Chelsea and Man U, in terms of recent performances, not much between the two sides. Um, and we went there and made, made it look easy again. So Newcastle's form is poor, but 130 is just a big price. It's too generous for me for Newcastle this week. Um, so I'm taking Newcastle. It seems to, we seem to flip flop, Mark. And one week I'll take them, and one week you take them. Yeah, um, that's true. We're always wrong somehow. It's quite remarkable. Exactly. Yeah, as I say, I, I fancied them against Fulham, and then conspired to pick a losing bet. I'm taking them at 130 just because of the price. Um, if someone wants to go a bit safer, then Newcastle double chances available at evens as well. Um, take it to a draw. Take it to extra time. Just Chelsea aren't. They're not. They're nothing special. Um, and as you say, we've already gone and, and beaten Man City and Man United in this competition. Uh, good form 
in the competition. So yeah, I'm taking Newcastle to beat Chelsea at 100 to 30. The only thing I would say on all of that, Baz, is going to be the strength of the lineups because Chelsea have had no Europe at all. They've just they've got no reason to rest anyone. Busy Premier League game, but even then they've got a big squad. We know they've got a big squad. There's hundreds of them. Um, they've got no reason to rest as players, and we've got no players. Uh, not that we could rest if we wanted to rotate. Um, so I just think that the I'd be fascinated to see what team we put out. If it's going to be again, Matt Ritchie, uh, probably Miley will get a game. It'll be Kraft, uh, Lascelles with Dan Byrne and maybe uh, Lewis Hall isn't allowed to play. So, um, yeah, it, it's just that team which is which puts me off a little bit. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, there is one game on Wednesday, the final action here. Um, eight o'clock kickoff again, 3pm Eastern time. Liverpool take on West Ham. Liverpool are two to five. Minus two fifty. Uh, they were um, nine to twenty-five. Minus two seventy-seven. Uh, that home draw with Manchester United has seen them ease in price a little bit. Uh, the draw is seventeen to four plus four twenty-five. And West Ham United uh, were seven to one or six to one. Um, so a little bit of money for West Ham on the back of that Liverpool uh, performance and West Ham's good win today, Baz. So Liverpool, West Ham. Yeah, I mean, first of all. How mad are West Ham at the minute? 5-0 loss to Fulham last week uh, and then a dominant 3-0 win today against Wolves, which could easily have been a 4 or 5-0 as well. Um, all over the place, West Ham, we said before the Wolves game, they'd won one, lost one, drawn one in the last three. And that seems to be their sort of MO. But um, they've actually now won four of the last six in the league and continue to be flying in European competitions. Um, no matter who they come up against, he seems to get the results every time in yeah. Europe. Um, and I've been saying it for weeks. I don't think Liverpool are as good as their results suggest. I don't think the performances have been great for the last month or so. They have been getting the results until today. Um, and, and I just think I'm, I'm willing to take on Liverpool in games at the minute. And it depends which version of West Ham turn up. But I, but I give them a chance here. I tell you what could make a difference is Kelleher normally starting goal for Liverpool in these games. Um, and Alisson's been outstanding in recent weeks for Liverpool. There's been a few games where he's made massive saves, one or two of them, that could have, locked, could have had games getting out of sight from them, the likes of the Palace game, the Fulham game. So if Kelleher does start, I think that tips the balance a little bit more. Um, Liverpool at 2-5 to five isn't, isn't for me here. And I don't really want them in a the handicap. They did beat West Ham 3-1 earlier in the season. Um, so the handicap may well come in. It's it, it's just a value pick. Six to one for West Ham is the same price that Man United went off against Liverpool today. And if Man United can go there and get a draw, and remember Fulham were a whisker away from getting a draw there two weeks ago as well, then West Ham can get something in a cup competition. Where, as I say, there might be some changes, the particularly in, in goal. Um, West Ham to win at 6-1 is a good price. I'm going a bit safe. I'm taking West Ham double chance. So West Ham to win or draw 3-1 uh, plus 300. Um, I think West Ham can get something here. And I, th- I just think there's value there. Um, teams can cause Liverpool problems at the moment. Liverpool v West Ham. West Ham on the double chance market. 3-1, Malcolm. Uh, just have a look at those prices, Baz, because I've got a very similar pick. Um, I've got... But I've got... West Ham plus half a goal at two to one. Um, 
Is that the same bet as your bet? That is the same bet as my bet. Um, Why have I got two to one and you've got three to one? You go, uh, you invest. You, um, you start your. Uh, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah. I'll um, tell you what we've got. Similar, Baz, a lot of things you said. I think Liverpool um, have been not. They've been vulnerable, I think might be a key word. We saw that again today. And we were on the right side of that bet today. Didn't win, but you've got you've got to keep taking the right side. That's one eight to one shot that hasn't come in. Uh, but I tell you, what, if you keep going like that, you're gonna you're gonna be fine. Like they very often can make changes in this cup competition, especially now that they've got a bit of a sighter at the top. Um, they've got themselves to the top of the table, and Manchester City are having this little uh, break in Saudi. So Liverpool could stretch their legs a little bit, um, but West Ham. Are, Playing well, they're getting good results. Uh, I don't have played, and I can't see them. Uh, I can see them being very, very competitive here. They played well at Liverpool earlier in the season, eventually got beat 3 1, but were very much in the game. And again, I like them. Um, I like them at 7 to 1 earlier on, 6 to 1 wouldn't put you off at all. Um, but West Ham plus half a goal, I've got that up at 2 to 1. I don't know if that's yeah, you're right, Malcolm. I might, I might have priced it up wrong. So I'll, I'll, my double chance is around the same price at two to one. Okay. So round about two to one. Because um, I can see where Sammy can do up. There is one other play I'm going to throw out here. Just because if this does finish in a draw, you know how Liverpool are dead lucky. Liverpool to win on penalties, Baz. Uh, the price is 17 to two plus 750. Um, so we can cash our West Ham plus half a goal when this finishes two all. When Liverpool score a last-minute equaliser, and then when they win on penalties, uh, we will uh, console ourselves with a uh, seventeen to two plus seven fifty winner. Um, so yeah, and that is me fully handicapped. Baz, I didn't pick any uh, exotics. Like I say, if you want a goal scorer, I don't mind Ethan Chislett at Port Vale, uh, ten to one first goal, seven, uh, ten to one first and last seventy-two any time. Uh, but I've got no hackers. Uh, do you have anything else, Barry? No, I didn't put anything else. Just the, just the four games there. So no no fancy stuff for the midweek. We'll save that for the weekend. Um, and I mean, yeah, just having a look at the at the weekend because it's absolutely wild. We need to have a little chat about where we're going to put these shows out. Because So these games take place Tuesday, Wednesday. We then have Premier League Thursday, Friday and Saturday and Sunday. So we've got a game on Christmas Eve. And we've then got a full programme starting Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. So from, we've got football, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 26th, 27th, 28th. So we've got Premier League every day except Christmas Day um, from Thursday the 21st this week. But so busy and um, we need to fire out a few days worth of winners. Um, anything else you want to tell the people before we crack on, Bas? No, I'm still um, reeling from how much um, you've just made me realise I'm going to have to start handicapping. Yeah. So many games and recording so many shows. I'm going to be very unpopular over Christmas at this rate. Um, we might have to put out this midweek show on Tuesday, possibly, to capture the Thursday game or, or possibly just roll with a Wednesday. It's only one game, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, keep an eye on the YouTube. We'll, we'll schedule things in as, as best we can. Um, it might be a little bit all over the place, out of sync of what it would normally be, but we'll try and cover every game, as always. Um so, yeah, keep subscribing. If you're not already subscribed, make sure you do so so you won't miss anything. And uh, follow us in all the usual places. Keep writing, rating, reviewing. I think we're up to 90 reviews now on Spotify, Malcolm. Still on 4.9, which is very good. Um, <laughs> a few more 
Liam Moore may push us up to uh, five stars. Uh, we're up to 4.9 on Apple as well, doing very good. Um, and lots of new people joining us on the old YouTube. So keep um, keep joining on YouTube and keep giving us a thumbs up on there. It helps get more people along. So if you are watching on YouTube, remember to give a thumbs up. Um, it takes you two seconds and it is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Champion. Uh, thank you, everyone who was in the chat. I, uh, I was delighted to see some uh, new names in there. So, yeah, if you do get a chance to join, like, especially over Christmas and that, because... Uh, people might have a night off work on a on a stranger day, on a day that they're normally working that we record. So if that is something that happens, yeah, come along and say hello. Uh, thanks, Baz. Um, we'll be back at some point this week, as he says. Good luck with all your picks. Come on, Newcastle. Let's get this win over Chelsea. Um, and we will see you very much down the road. Cheers. 